2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
0: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
1: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern. 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
2: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: A stampede for answers. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Eyeball to eyeball. As we ride those happy vitamin vibes. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. On the vast. and emphatically powerful. Microphones of FSR emanating live from the jog. As we jog your mind, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be in our headline this hour. What do I always say behind these microphones? After I've been doing this a long time, and the better story is in the losing locker room. And even the day after, it still resonates as a wonderful storyline. So the headline coming out of Buffalo, where the Buffalo no longer roam in the NFL playoffs. You see, they were eliminated from the postseason in epic fashion after dominating the stat sheet. And seemingly unable to build up a big lead despite dominating the stat sheet in the first half. We know what happened. So the post-mortem on the Buffalo Bills season is underway. The flag is up. And if you have not been paying attention, I love this kind of stuff. I live for this kind of stuff. right? This is why I went to talk radio. I love it. Everyone's pointing fingers and they're calling each other names under the table. Then you've got the people over to the side that... Want everyone to get along, and they're like, there's nothing to see here. Everything's okay. Meanwhile, there's a 16 car pileup on the interstate. It, it's just wonderful. So, if you haven't seen the latest, and I don't blame you for not paying close attention because you actually have a life, I get plausibly paid to pay attention to this stuff. So, uh, we're hearing now that Coach Sean McDermott, remember him? Yeah, Sean McDermott, the guy that went for the fake punt. Tony Romo covered for him, said there were 10 players on the field. But McDermott, he indicated that that was the plan. They, they liked the trickeration on that play that backfired with DeMar Hamlin, who failed to get the line to gain in that game. So Sean McDermott is being put into the pressure cooker here, and he's been put through the ringer, the Buffalo coach, after that loss to the Chiefs at home. He famously deciding to go for that fake punt also – costing the Bills. Although they were able to, for the moment, push back because the Chiefs turned the ball over that Fugazi rule where the ball goes out of the end zone. It's so stupid. It's been stupid for 40 years, and they still they keep it. Why do they do that? Are they idiots? I'm asking. All right. So anyway, let us discuss. The question on this one, how much trouble is Sean McDermott in as coach of the Bills? How much trouble? We know that he's in the pressure cooker, but how much trouble is is he in? So I've got on this one armpits, shadow people, and winery. And we will combine all of these things together and we are going to make a souvenir from the AFC title game, which the Bills are not part of because they didn't qualify for that. So on the Maler scale of trouble, for Sean McDermott, the Malheur scale of trouble, 1 to 10, with 10 being pending unemployment, pending unemployment, after a thorough minutes-long Malheur analysis of the situation in Buffalo, I have determined that Sean McDermott on the Malheur scale of trouble is at a 3. 3. That's it. Can't go higher than 3. That's pretty low. It's not 1. Not two, but it's not even five. It's three. And I, I've, I've read a lot of fanboys in the media that like Sean McDermott that are defending him. Uh, and and they're, they're putting a human firewall around Sean McDermott to protect him from incoming artillery and shrapnel. And uh, they're blaming this, that, and the other thing. They're uh, blaming the defensive injuries, uh, which was part of the game. It didn't seem to affect the Bills' defense from having a chance to win the game. They they were not stopping Mahomes, but they still had a shot to win the game if the offensive shortcomings had not popped up. up. There's uh, Stephon Diggs, who's getting some blame as he vanished the second half of the season. We tried to tell the Bills to get rid of Stephon Diggs. They did not listen. But it's all armpits. It's all armpits, right? We've all heard the line uh, when it comes to excuses They are like armpits, right? Everyone's got them, and they all stink. That's why they sell deodorant, because armpits stink. They smell foul, is what they smell like. And the excuses that are coming out of Buffalo seem similar. Now, there are people in Buffalo, as I said, making these uh, alibis for Sean McDermott. But the biggest ace in the hole for Sean McDermott is the fact that there is no gusto from Bills' ownership. I get the sense from the family that owns the Bills, they're satisfied. They got a bunch of Neanderthal fans, Bills Mafia, that are uh, just happy to go jump on tables and light themselves on fire completely sloshed. And they buy everything, right? They're Kool-Aid drinkers. There's no push for accountability from the fan base. The fan base is happy. They suck so long in Buffalo. They're like, hey, we're in the playoffs every year. We're happy with this. We're we're in good shape. That we're good. We're fine. We're comfortable. All right. Now turning the page. Page two here. Uh, another popular storyline around the Bills season coming to an end was this: the door slamming shut, the bank vault door slamming shut. In terms of the window of opportunity, was this the last best chance for the Bills franchise to bring home La Lombardi in this? era, considering the, from what I'm reading here, a lot of noise about the Bill's salary cap going to hell, and the Josh Allen contract, some other things kicking up a couple of notches, and this is a problem. So, we address the Komodo dragon in the room, is the Bill's championship window with Josh Allen closed? So the answer to that is no. I'm going to go no on the window being closed. I don't think it's open that much, but it's not closed. Uh, Josh Allen, for all of his shortcomings, he has many of them. He has many of them. That's not a winner. But he makes a lot of plays, right? So, you know, the the blind squirrel finds a nut. You know, it's possible if he plays long enough. And he'll win enough regular season games because you can get away with that. The reckless style play that Josh Allen performs. You can get away with that in the regular season. Usually it comes back and bites you. And that's one of the problems. We talked about this on the previous episode of the show, that Josh Allen was playing so conservative because of the criticism that the Bills had no downfield field passing. It was sideways. They were doing the sideways shuffle, the Bills passing attack. And a large part of that is because the coaching staff and Josh Allen himself were like, if I throw an interception, everyone's going to kill me. Oh, my God. He did have a fumble. Uh, in the game but in the window is not closed now as you may or may not know depending on how often you consume the audio content we provide here under the cover of darkness I am a salary cap truther Uh, I believe the salary cap is bullcrap and the uh, cap is crap I'm part of that crowd I proudly admit it it's called having a budget and if you want something bad enough just like in your life, right? We all have budgets, but if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to make it work. You'll move some numbers around. Uh, is there less margin for error? Sure, there's less margin for error, but the the salary cap is designed to manipulate. It, it, it's there for manipulation. Josh Allen's going to get like 20%, I was reading, of the salary cap for the bills, And that's just the way the NFL is set up in the modern era. It doesn't seem to affect Kansas City. They've been to the AFC Championship game six years in a row. They're not as good as they were a couple years ago. Tyreek Hill ain't there, right? A couple other name players that they had are gone, but they're back in the AFC title game because Mahomes is that good. So Josh Allen, if you're saying the Bills' championship window is closed, you're telling me that Josh Allen's not that good, and I would probably agree with you on that. He's good during the regular season, but he's got the fatal flaws and all that. But Buffalo's going to continue to lurk like shadow people, the Bills are like humanoid-like figures in the AFC landscape, and you, you look around. They're in the outskirts. They're not completely off the reservation, but they're in the outskirts, the Buffalo. They're roaming around, eating and chewing and all that stuff. They remind you a little bit of the old San Diego Chargers, the fish-eating San Diego Chargers, where they had a good quarterback, and they won a bunch of games during the regular season, and you never really thought they would do anything in the playoffs, and they never did. No, at least as far as uh, winning a championship, getting to a Super Bowl in that era. So good enough to make the playoffs and then find new and creative ways to fumble it away. The old fumble-rooski. Ruski. right, last word. So also in the haze of defeat, in the haze of defeat, more shenanigans from Stefan Diggs. This is what we call validation, is what we call this, uh, this next story about Stefan Diggs. So if you didn't see it, The cantankerous crybaby, wide receiver Stephon Diggs, uh, he hit the daily double. He hit the daily double. Not only did he have the big drop for the Bills offense that would have conceivably put the Bills in great shape to win the game against Kansas City. Not only did he do that, but Stephon Diggs also, what do you think he did after the game? When you're supposed to talk to the media and answer questions and be an adult. Oh, that's right. He left without talking to the media. Stephon Diggs was nowhere to be seen. Where have we seen this before? I don't know. A year prior when the Bills also lost at home to the Bengals in the NFL playoffs. The guy's a dope. The Bills will be better off getting rid of Stephon Diggs. And now they have no reason to keep him because he sucks. He was dreadful. He was a decoy for the Bills the last half of the season. And and the the amount of targets and the amount of production, the arithmetic does not work for Stephon Diggs. It just doesn't. It's on brand for Stephon. And uh, the, the fact that he forces other people to answer questions about him be a grown-up dude you're playing football okay you make a lot of money it's not that difficult to talk to the media in fact it's in the contract you have to be available to the media it's part of the nfl contract i didn't write the contract the nfl wrote the contract so if Diggs is let go if he is let go from the the bills i recommend he works at a winery because these guys the king of sour grapes he knows sour grapes okay he does So he can go work at a winery, and uh, that would be an addition by subtraction for the Bills Mafia.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours.
1: the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redistine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redistine test results Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports dot The
5: way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico
1: flock together, at least some of them, not all of them, but some of them, welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, face to face, as we have our own smoothie summit, coast to coast, border to border and beyond, on the vast and blaringly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the box. We're in the penalty box as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com The way tire buying should be. So in a previous hour, we spent some valuable Fox Sports Radio airtime dissecting the Buffalo football team. Another team that lost in the playoffs that was supposed to be good. They didn't even make it to the divisional round. The Philadelphia football team. And so our lead this hour, we're going to go to the Delaware Valley it is not official, official, official. It has not been rubber stamped yet. However, however, barring an 11th hour, 11th hour change of heart, the coaching carousel will not, will not be passing through Philadelphia. If you didn't hear about this, and maybe not, uh, the news out, we learned that Nick Sirianni, good old Nick Sirianni, is going to weather the storm. He hunkered down and it's going to work out. He will be retained as coach of the Eagles. All the coordinators are being sacrificed. They're all guys, So not all birds of a feather flock together in Philadelphia. Only the head coach. He's like, "I know I work with you guys all year, but I'm trying to keep my head coaching job, so screw you, you're all out of work. You losers, get out of here. Uh, they're all gone. All the coordinators. Now, on Wednesday, that would be tomorrow, for those of you that don't have a calendar, tomorrow, Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman will do the walk of shame. They will go behind the cameras, and they will address how the team started 10-1 and and ended up swimming in the sewer, going 1-6 to close out the regular season and then lose in the playoffs. So let us discuss the question on this one. Why did Eagle ownership, why did the Eagles ownership decide to hold on to Nick Sirianni? What makes this guy so special? You got to hold on to him. So I've got soft pretzel, grain, and bagger. Grain and bagger. And we will combine all of these things together. And we're going to make a drone light show is what we're going to make. Make a drone light show. All right, so, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. It's fascinating fascinating to me to watch what has happened in the NFL. Some will call it the evolution of the NFL. This is a positive thing. But it's very confusing, as someone that grew up a fan of football, what has gone on with a number of these teams in the NFL. Because you look around. And playoff failure, mediocrity in the playoffs. There's no price to pay for the head coach. It's it's bizarre to me. We talked earlier about Sean McDermott, his situation in Buffalo. It appears he's going to be okay. Hadn't been fired yet. Usually if you're going to get fired, you get fired right away. It's an emotional reaction. Uh, That hasn't happened. But Nick Sirianni, this team... Had the lead in the Super Bowl a couple years ago and blew it against Kansas City. And now this year, they back into the playoffs. at That great start. They really did back in the way they played at the end of the year. We talked about it enough. You watched Benny versus the Penny on the TV show. We're like, this team's, they're a playoff team, but they're not very good at at this moment in time. And so you flame out in the postseason. Now, for the history of the NFL, if you were a team considered a Super Bowl contender and you went, belly up in the playoffs, that would lead to the head coach meeting its demise. But yet, Mike McCarthy in Dallas will be back, Sean McDermott in Buffalo, and it does appear Nick Sirianni will keep his job. And so what I'm looking forward to on Wednesday, and we'll talk about it after the fact, but I'm looking forward to, I'm calling my shot here, watching the GM Howie Roseman get up there and twist himself like a soft pretzel uh, that's what I'm looking forward to because uh, he's going to have to explain why Nick Sirianni, who totally lost the locker room in Philadelphia, is being brought back. Right? That The most important job, if you're the coach of a football team, is to deal with the media and uh, make sure that the guys that hate you do not mix with the guys that are undecided whether or not they hate you in the locker room. And clearly there was a failure to communicate in the locker room. So you've got Howie Roseman who's going to bend himself like a contortionist to try to explain, everything's going to be okay here. Yeah, it's the coordinator's fault. It's uh, we, we hired bad coordinators. That's the ticket, right? And so Sirianni in this part of the play becomes the useful idiot. Because if Howie Roseman fired Nick Sirianni and then he hires a coach that doesn't work out, then the owner says, all right, got to get rid of this guy. And so Howie Roseman's like, uh, like the old uh, Muppet guy Jim Henson, right? He's got uh, Fozzie Bear. Would be, would be Nick Sirianni. Waka 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 is how that's uh, that's going down. All right, now uh, page two here. Headline from Wisconsin: Broadcast controversy. Broadcast controversy out of Wisconsin. Packers coach Matt Lafleur hopping mad, spitting fire like a dragon, upset. With Tom Rinaldi, of all people. When I think of Tom Rinaldi, I think of him doing, like, fluff pieces on TV for sick children. And yet, Matt LaFleur is upset with Tom Rinaldi. Like, he's everyone's uncle. How could you be upset with him? Well, let me give you the backstory. So, Rinaldi, if you were watching the Packer 49er game, and according to the ratings, everyone was. But in that game, Tom Rinaldi pointed out a quote. He regurgitated a quote from Matt LaFleur. This is shortly after Anders Carlson missed a field goal attempt that would have given the Packers a seven-point lead, then seemingly making sure at worst, barring a two-point conversion, the game would have gone to overtime had it had the 49ers then scored a touchdown, which they did uh, score, score a touchdown. So anyway, uh, that's the backstory. But Rinaldi gave the following quote. He informed the Fox viewers that Matt LaFleur had told him that when Carlson goes out to kick field goals, he just prays. <laughs> he prays to a higher power for divine intervention is, uh, is the way it was phrased there. So that quote, of course, went viral. And people were like, oh, my, I can't believe it. I can't believe that LaFleur said that. So Matt LaFleur spoke with the media on Monday and he claimed that what Tom Rinaldi had done, his portrayal of the comments, was, quote, extremely disappointing is the way that he phrased it. He, uh, he says that uh, he was just kidding around there and that it was portrayed the wrong way. Now, the question is, how do you process the Packers head coach, Matt Lafleur implying that he was essentially missled by Tom Rinaldi? For the kicker comments, so I saw the game. I, I saw when this happened and and all that, and and then I I, I looked at and I saw the comment from Matt Lafleur. So how do I process uh, what happened here? Matt Lafleur admitted first of all he admitted that Tom Rinaldi did not lie. He said what was quoted on the television broadcast that he said he just praised Now the argument Lafleur made was it was a sarcastic comment. Now, it is conceivable Tom Rinaldi doesn't get sarcasm. I worked with a boss here at Fox Sports Radio in the early days, did not get sarcasm, uh, did not understand the show, and it uh, was very difficult, uh, very difficult, because uh, the, the show is based on uh, much sarcasm, and it uh, was problematic. So it is conceivable that Tom Rinaldi does not get sarcasm. It is also it is also one of those things, there's a, a bond where the TV people are essentially PR hacks for the coaches. That they get all the good stuff, but they're not supposed to say the good stuff on the broadcast. They're supposed to say, well, I was talking to a league source, even though it came right from the horse's mouth. Right there, right? The donkey is right in front of you, and the donkey gave you the quote. You can't say that. So Tom Rinaldi violated the cardinal rule. But he said it, and I am a big believer in the Sigmund Freud theory on comedy, that there is a grain of truth. In every joke. A grain of truth in every joke. And uh, I have no problem with that. And uh, listen, I guess he should have prayed harder, Matt LaFleur, because the guy shanked the kick. So he wasn't praying enough to a higher power. All right, headline from Motown. And we have a transaction. Normally we don't get transactions at this time of the year. Why would we? We've only got three NFL games left. That's it. And some beach volleyball called the Pro Bowl. That's sham. So anyway, the headline in Motown where veteran tight end Zach Ertz, he's back with the Lions. Remember this guy played in Philadelphia a long time? He was with the Arizona football team, 33 years old. And check this out. Now he's going to be on the Lions practice squad. However, there are plans in place, plans in place for Zach Ertz to be on the active roster in the Bay Area this weekend, Lions and Niners—a date with destiny on the line. Thirty-three years old, and he is expected to be on the roster. Not official, official, but the expectation is he will be on the roster for the NFC Championship game. So, let us discuss. What is the word? What is the word for Zach Ertz? Landing on a team that is two wins away from the Lombardi. What is the word for that? So the word is carpet bagger. That is the word. He is a carpet bagger. Now, we've seen this a lot over the years in basketball. We don't see this as much. In football, But it does happen every once in a while where somebody will get hurt and they'll say, hey, how would you like to play for the 49ers this weekend or the Patriots or whatever? It does happen sporadically. But, man, Zach Ertz, he's, a, he's an outsider. It's like running a marathon. And then instead of going 26.2 miles, you're like, all right, the 25-mile marker, I'm going to enter the race and I'll see how we do. I think I'll be pretty fresh for that. He last played on November 30th was the last uh, was last part of the card. He didn't play. He was part of the Cardinals. Uh, he was let go. I think November 30th was the date. So get through all of December and now most of January. We're getting to the late part of January, and Zach Ertz is back. And there's a famous quote from Aristotle that would apply here: that patience is bitter, but the fruit is sweet. And so uh, Zach Ertz can get a ring, which he can then sell on eBay. And have a grand... Old time be
2: sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two AM Eastern, eleven PM Pacific.
1: Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking what in God's name is the fifth hour? I'll tell you it's a spin-off of the Ben Maller show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture if you will a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more listen to the fifth hour with ben Maller on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast the
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to americans and yet there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates young voters who are angry the campaign moment podcast from the washington post gives you what matters i'm aaron blake and i'm covering my 10th election cycle my colleagues and i have insights that you won't find anywhere else So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
1: The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tire slash sports tire the way tire buying should be
5: i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: One, two, it's Maller. How about
2: that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben
4: gets grilled.
1: And the Kubaloo.
6: All right, Ben. Yes, cool. Uh, it's being reported that Eric Bieniemy is a viable candidate for the Washington Commanders job. What? Do you think this could be finally the year that it happens for Bieniemy? No. A viable
1: candidate and actual getting the job are two separate things. The Washington Football Team's offense was tangibly worse than the year prior before Bieniemy got there. Uh, no, and they got to get somebody with some buzz. They're not. I, I, I'd be very surprised if Bieniemy got the job in Washington. Uh, and it's a, it's a mess maybe he goes back to Kansas City next year who knows but that I don't see that as a fit next! It's also being rumored that Chip Kelly could be making a return to the NFL in an offensive coordinator position you buying this? well the rumor was he was getting fired at UCLA before they went out and played SC and he hasn't been fired yet it, we, the way I look at it, it would be a preemptive strike by Chip Kelly because he knows UCLA is going to get clobbered in the Big Ten. So you might as well get out early, go back to the NFL before you're completely flummoxed by the Big Ten. But still, to leave a head coaching job in the Big Ten, to take an NFL offensive coordinator job, that seems like that's that's a bad bad move. I would wait until I get blown out at UCLA. Next! Anthony Rendon
6: made a podcast appearance where he said that the MLB MLB season is way too long and 162 is too many dang games. Ben, aside from the fact that Rendon hasn't even played 60 games in a season yeah. since 2019, is he right about the season needing to be shorter?
1: No, it's it's fine. Baseball's supposed to be there. You're not supposed to watch every game in baseball. The problem with Anthony Rendon is he can't, he can't like, spring training is too many games. The Cactus League is too many games. How did we do? He passed this edition. That is a win. You can put it on the board. I won the game. Fox Sports Radio
2: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
1: live. Let's introduce our combatants for this game, and then we'll get to the game. We say hello to Jed, who fled in the Sunshine State. Hello, Jed, who fled. Do
0: you have sports action withdrawals along with in the overnight,
2: hours? Oh, big Ben and Get your sports action fixed. He's definitely
1: eighteen. Are you trying to make a future? And the Malamosh
2: has made every type of promotional media uh, for the midnight show. We've never had a late night, uh, you know, girls infomercial. You know, call
1: yes, that's very call bold, bold of the imaging department to do a phone sex like open to the show. That's a bold open. Big
2: I didn't board, have that on. Dude.
1: I did not have that on my big board. Anyway, who cares? Who do you want to partner with on the show?
2: Big board, all right. What? Huh? It's a big board. It's a, it's a metaphor,
1: dude. Go to the next guy. Right. Now, who do you want to partner with on the game? Are You called to play the game. Oh, see, uh, oh Justin Cooper, dude. I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. You play with Koopa Loop. And we have uh, Joe in Kansas City. If I make sure I punch up the right number, that would be Joe. I punched up the right number. Hello, Joe.
2: Hey, Ben. How's it going?
1: Welcome to the show, Joe. How's everything in Kansas City?
2: Couldn't be better unless I had a basket full of uh, those Ben Maller chicken fingers. That's right.
1: Thank you very much. And I, I don't know where else to watch the AFC championship game in Kansas City than with a plate of Ben Maller chicken fingers, the landing there. That's where you got to go. You get the fries. You get the chicken fingers. Only. All right, anyway, who do you want to partner up with, Joe? I want to win, Ben. We're in it to win it, Joe. We're in it to win it. All right, hold on a sec. And uh, what are the categories? Quickly, said, let's, uh, let's do that. You have the board. I do not have the board. And what are the categories here?
6: This is Mallard's Mountain of Money, the Steve Perry edition. He turned 75 years old oh, yesterday. Happy birthday. Yes. Uh, the categories are any way you want it, don't stop believing, separate ways, and you better wait. Jed, which category would you like?
2: You better wait.
1: Okay. All you right. You better wait. What about you, Joe?
2: Any way you
1: want it. Any way you want it. Very good. All right, everyone, hold on. We will have... M- that's the way you lose it. Okay. We'll have Maller's Mountain of Money in its entirety. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Yes. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top?
0: Probably not.
1: And away we go. The game is already set up. Let's play the game right now. It's Mallers Mountain of Money. The Steve Perry what edition. What a terrible journey, Tom. What a terrible journey, Joyce. On the bumper bummer. hear the trunk ramblings of Jed Who Fled, who's on the air. All right, Koopaloop, you're up with Jed Who Fled. Which category do you guys have? Is it? Uh... Uh, we have the You Better Wait category. You better wait. All right. Very good. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We need first and last name. You're on your way and go. Quarterback from the Packers. He's now on the Jets. Aaron Rodgers. The Beard. James Harden.
6: Uh, Grocery store quarterback went on to the Rams. Yes. Uh, the Iron Horse for the Yankees. Blue Jays. Yes. Uh, this guy was a slugger for the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Got punched in the face by Rugnet Odor.
3: Jose Bautista?
6: Yes. Um, this guy went crazy for the Knicks. Uh, Asian player. Jeremy Lance. Yes. Uh, this guy was a backup quarterback most of his career, but he won the NFL MVP uh, stepping in for Johnny Unitas with the Colts way back in the 60s. Why
1: are you tittle? No. Um, that was not a bad guess. Oh. Uh, I did not get the 100-point question. I hate when that happened. Earl Morrill, the great Moral. Earl Morrill, yes. but 240 points. Well done. You know, he had seven touchdowns and seven interceptions, and but was credited as the winning quarterback for all those uh, games when he took over. Oh, anyway. my God, I do not know that. <laughs> Joe, are you, are you ready, Joe? Yeah. All right. What's our category here, Coop? Um, you you don't even remember. No,
4: I don't. Any Joe. way you want it, I think.
1: Which one? Oh, no, that's you right. Remember?
6: That's right. You said any way you want it, right, Joe? Joe? Oh, boy. Yep. And
4: I'm the one that does
2: drugs. For.
1: Joe, are you there, Joe? Yes,
2: yes, I'm here. Any way you want
1: it. All right, any way you want it. Very good. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We're on our way. And uh, go! Uh, uh, the, uh, the unibrow for the Lakers, the the center. All right. He uh, plays for the Pelicans. Uh, Steroid guy from the Seattle Mariners. He went to the Rangers and then the Yankees. Uh, A-Rod? What's his real name? Aaron, Aaron Rodriguez. No. Alex Rodriguez. That's right. Yes. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner as a defensive player at Michigan. He played for the Raiders in the NFL. Uh, uh, he's
2: crazy. Uh, that he doesn't, really, like that doesn't really help uh, How
1: about a, a Big Ten player at Indiana? He played in the NFL. He was a quarterback in college. was a wide receiver in the NFL. Slash mm. court. Oh, my God. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> That was horrible. That was awesome. Great clues by Ben as well. Uh, 20 points. Uh, uh, Joe, you didn't even know who Anthony didn't Davis Didn't know Anthony was. Davis, didn't know Charles didn't know. Woodson. Uh, fair enough. Antoine uh, yeah. Randall L. was the 100 point that Ben was going for. I mean, no what are we doing there. here, Joe? I mean, no, yeah. no, no. We're coming back. We're coming yeah, back. Yeah, the good news is you guys can go back. get to go again. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, very nice. What more questions can you get wrong here? Uh, which category? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. We have uh, Don't Stop believing. And separate ways. Don't stop believing. Okay. I've stopped believing. I got I'm not gonna lie. I've stopped believing. All right, here we there go. These, the these athletes are nearing the end but still hoping for their first ring. Are you ready there, Joe? Okay, 45 seconds of the clock. We're on our way. Uh, This guy was at third. Where's the clock? Third baseman, uh, played for Tampa Bay. He was on the Diamondbacks this past year. They got to the World Series, but obviously didn't win it. Same name as an actress. Similar name? No? Uh, Eva Longoria. There there you go. We'll take that. Uh, Center for the Celtics. He went to Philadelphia. He was in Atlanta. He went back to the Celtics now. Kind of an average big man. No. Uh, the all, NBA sucks. All pro defensive back for the Arizona Cardinals. He went to the Vikings. I think he was on the Steelers last year. Defensive player. Watt. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Uh, linebacker for the uh, Raiders. He was traded to the Bears. He's now on the Chargers. Great linebacker.
2: Both the Raiders and the Chargers suck. Who cares?
1: I care. We're playing a stupid trivia game. I care. Well, I think you called that Jimmy close. Night. I think yes. you sort of got the one hundred one. He kind of mumbled it. We'll give it to you. but even with that, it's just one hundred and twenty and you're not even close. Uh, Patrick Peterson, Khalil Mack, Al Horford were some of the clues I mean, that do we, uh, you Do we not do we hit. have like a like a stupid tree and we take contestants out of the stupid tree? We, I don't we, know. Coop's do we got, grab just no, seriously? A I, I wanna, <laughs> do we grab a branch out of the stupid tree and say, okay, you want to take score, this Coop? branch? We should.
6: Right. There was no competition. Let's go. Separate that guy ways. was a plant. Yeah, let's run that up the guy score. was a plant. Separate ways. That uh, guy Jed, was a plant. These franchise players were eventually traded. Uh, best quarterback of all time before Tom Brady. Good
0: Montana.
6: The dream for the Rockets. I one? The kid for the Mariners. Mariners? Yeah, then Major- he went to the the, the Cincinnati um <laughs> What? You don't even know what the team in Cincinnati is called, cool. well, he said something. Did you say it? Yes, yes. He the, mumbled it. The though. say hey kid.
0: Joe something.
6: Joe DiMaggio? No. Oh, that. No, it went much. from the Giants to the Mets. Uh, the, the basket
1: catch. You didn't play for the Chiefs, so that guy Rick wouldn't know who that is. Yes. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're out of time. You didn't run the board the second Man, time. You're a loser. You're a fraud. just You're awful. a fraud. That guy was a plant, Eddie. The guy was a freaking plant. He came from the stupid tree,
0: Eddie. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road.